It is the Groove Cafe right here on RX Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Crystal, and today I'd like to welcome my guest, who is a computer engineer, an entrepreneur, an investor, and a farmer as well. Now, in 2005, he co-founded SendAirtime.com, which was a pioneer in a new era of online retail of cell phone airtime. Since then, he's worked on so many other projects, and in 2016, he co-founded Unicorn Ventures as well. He is the author of the book, Come Sell Online, an easy guide to selling electronically. Welcome to the Groove Cafe. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you very much for that awesome introduction. Oh, you're very <coughs> welcome. It's nice to sit down with you finally. Yes. We kind of chatted a little bit, just a little bit, but I'm always fascinated when you take a big part of your life's work and then you pour it into a book that other people can benefit from. Mm? Yes. I, so, I thank God for that. I mm -hmm. thank God uh, for this opportunity mm -hmm. that you've given me. God is working through you to bring this message to other people. And <laughs> yes, I thank indeed. him for that. Yes, indeed. And the ability to put what I put in the book, mm. um, that came from Harvest Institute mm -hmm. under the mentorship of uh, Apostle Mose. Mm -hmm. I love um, the program that pushes all of you to put a book out at the end of that course. Um, I think... I just love celebrating Ugandan authors, can I just say? And I have a shelf right now that is getting bigger and bigger and bigger with Ugandan writers. But just to get a lot of people who never saw themselves as writers to be able to put out books. So did you ever see yourself being a writer, Arthur? No, honestly, I never <laughs> saw myself uh, being a writer until maybe 60. Okay. <laughs> until after 60 when I would write my life's work. But wow. And now we're a published author at way younger than 60. <laughs> yes. That's what uh, happens at Harvest Institute. Mm -hmm. It's amazing that they actually bring out, um, they help you identify mm. that you are a river mm -hmm. and not a reservoir. Mm -hmm. No, a reservoir holds things Holds, in, yes, yes. But a in the one place. Yes. But a river has a source. Now, in Harvest Institute, our source, obviously, is the Lord. Mm -hmm. So, um, But there are other people who are upstream from us. So mm -hmm. as we, we are receiving all this information, we also pass it on to others. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, you allow the information to flow to others. Exactly. Now, I know you're talking a lot about Harvest Institute because you are a coach. You help leaders under the mentorship uh, of the Apostle Moses as well. How long have you been working with Harvest Institute? Is it formally or is it... All right, so luckily I was uh, in 2020 when, um, um, I mean, that's when my wife and I joined Harvest Institute as students mm -hmm. or as leaders under mentorship. Um, and I mean, that's Harvest Institute School of Leadership. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, we wanted to, first of all, uh, learn more about leadership because mm. in my case I felt like I had hit the ceiling with my businesses Okay, and so I, I figured that I needed more leadership in order to be able to uh, take my business to greater heights Okay, and indeed once you go to Harvest Institute you actually get that leadership because you learn people development mm. and human resources is the most important resource 
yes. in any business. People management. Yes, people management. <laughs> um, discipleship, mentorship, mm-hmm. some uh, yeah, the people call it different names. Mm-hmm. And um, so it it really helped okay. to be in that space in 2020. Because okay. even the the lockdown found us there, mm-hmm. which meant that our movements were restricted, which meant we even had more time to write books. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what helped me write a book and mm-hmm. even um, to publish because I was able to focus mm-hmm. yeah. on that. On that, yeah. Now you just mentioned that you know you felt you had hit a ceiling with your businesses. How long does entrepreneurship go back for you? So entrepreneurship goes back um I'd say from the time I registered my first business. So that was 2006. That was in 2006 in mm-hmm. Montreal, Canada. In Canada. Yes. Okay. I mm-hmm. used to be a student in Montreal, Canada. Mm-hmm. I was doing computer engineering. Okay. And I was there along with uh two other friends of mine. One who was a very good friend of mine. Mhm. Uh, my best friend is called Olivier Dalla. Mhm. He passed on though. Um So we founded the business was called Trinity Labs. Okay. And it was founded to create sendairtime.com, mm-hmm. which is essentially an airtime remittance business. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's how far back it goes. Uh, it goes 16 years, I think. Okay. Actually July 15th, it okay. was 16 years. So you were studying computer engineering in Canada. Yes. But you were born and raised here. Yes. Uganda? I was born and raised in Uganda in Mulago Hospital. You're I was Mulago born in, baby. in mm-hmm. Mulago Hospital. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I I went to primary school here, Kitanje Primary School. Mm-hmm. I went to secondary school here, uh, same secondary school as Fat Boy. Oh. I, <laughs> oh wow. You know the secondary school you went to? <laughs> When did he go to Japan? <laughs> Just um, had a moment. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um then for university that's when i went to canada yeah in the year 2000 okay. august of 2000 mm-hmm. and did my bachelor of computer engineering there okay at concordia university would you say that you're still a proud bodonian hmm? yes i yes. am i actually send uh shout outs to our alumni group mm-hmm. um first of all the old bodonians the mm-hmm. ob club mm-hmm. but also to the bodonians of 94 to 99 okay so um The decision to go to Canada. How did that happen? How was that choice made? So the decision to go to Canada, first of all, um since my dad was a professor at mm. Macquarie University. Okay. I was born and raised in Macquarie University. <laughs> so it's it was not going to be a new thing to <laughs> to go to school in Macquarie University. Mm. But mean, did I, we have I, computer engineering at that point? No, actually, we, we didn't have we it. We did not have it. Mm. And um that was the main thing because mm-hmm. my dad figured that um I wouldn't be able to get um mm-hmm. computer engineering here. We had computer science. The department was still Very coming new. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, my dad identified that I liked computers because Okay, he was a professor of statistics and demography. Mm-hmm. Um at the Institute of Population Studies. Mm-hmm. Um Institute of Statistics and Applied Economics in Macquarie University. Now it's it has a different name. Oh my, you've kept so, track. <laughs> so, um yeah, so he had a computer as far back as the early 90s. So he I, he spotted the interest. 
Yes. Because I think in many cases, it's nice when you actually see it young and you're able to nurture that interest. Yes. So uh, hopefully that does not mean you try to take the computer apart. I tried to play around with it. Okay. At least he allowed me to play around with it. I didn't mess it up. <sighs> okay. What I messed up was the phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> Because I went to, I tried to go to the early internet websites, which was um, bulletin board service. And that's when so you had to dial MSN, into the internet, right? Yes, mm-hmm. to dial into. So I think I dialed into Brazil mm-hmm. <laughs> to get the internet. No. And we got a weird phone bill. I even denied it. No. no. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You're like, no, it's not me. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a little bit of naughtiness to you. Just yeah. a little. A little, yes. Just a little. Yes. Okay. So, what did you think you were going to do before, you know, you started on this path to computer engineering? Was there something else in your mind at that point? Because the other day I was asking people, okay, what did you dream about when you were young that you would be this or that? What about you? I think I dreamt of being a mechanical engineer or ah. something in... Uh, Whatever, basically, to be able to either send rockets into space ah, or okay. to be able to make cars. Are an aeronautical it, engineer, is that? Hmm? Yeah. Something? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because I have a friend called Dan Sibo. Mm. Me and him would draw cars, models of cars that we wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And there's one which, after watching some movie, I think it was Knight Rider or something like that, <laughs> we saw a car that can change color. So. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to make that car. You wanted to make that car. Exactly. And maybe the next step would have been a car that can fly or something, yes. right? Yeah. Okay, it's interesting. So engineering was in there somewhere. Yes. At some point in time. Yeah. Okay. So how did you find Canada, leaving Uganda to go there? Did you think about, you know, staying on? Were you there for many years? I was there for 10 years. Ah. Yes. Oh, I was wow. There from 2000 to 2010 and then... Um, as I started transitioning back to Uganda, I still had spent some more time there mm-hmm. um, to acclimatize to Uganda. Because okay. there was culture shock going to Canada and then culture shock coming back. What was it coming yeah. back? Coming back, I mean, Canada was comfortable. Comfortable. Right? Comfortable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very predictable. If you're going to work and um, you can take 20 minutes, exactly 20 minutes every day to go to work because so, <laughs> your route is yes. especially if you're using public transportation exactly mm-hmm. the bus is on time the train is on time if there's a bus delaying they send a backup bus mm-hmm. so I would even start seeing similar faces on the bus that I was taking mm-hmm. um, so it was comfortable and predictable and predictable mm. which is good but also sometimes for the mind again it goes back to Harvest Institute we're mm-hmm. told to grow and hence not to get comfortable. Mm-hmm, to because, keep pushing yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing grows in the comfort zone. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you come back. There's adjustment back to our beautiful UG um, 256 and eventually you settled here. Now, um, I imagine, like you said, you know, you it took a while. You would come back for, I guess, a couple of months and go back again. Um, at that point, did you have a vision of what you were going to do back here or was it just looking for a job? All right. So since Olavi and mm-hmm. I had already started this business of mm-hmm. sendairtime.com, yes. um, for him, he had returned in 2005, around August, September 2005. So we 
then started working on this together. Uh-huh. Um, oh. And so there was already something to come back to because mm-hmm. between 2005 mm-hmm. and 2010, we had already uh, started working on it. You laid the foundation. And exactly. Mm-hmm. We launched it in 2006, August. And then uh, by 2010, we even had a partner in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So already things were moving. Uh, I was able to earn something. Something. Not, not the same thing as earning. In, I wish I could <laughs> see your face. I mean, I mean, people could see your face. Your eyes squinted at that point, like something. But yes. yeah, yeah. But you said at least there was something that you were working on that, yeah. you know, you were coming back to. Okay. Yeah, because in Canada, it's earning a lot more. Big money. Yes. And poised to even earn much more. Mm. Yeah. Was it a but, difficult decision then to come back? No. Um, I'm the only boy. Mm-hmm. In, in my family ah. so my parents are getting older mm-hmm. so, yeah how many so, sisters four sisters four sisters yes. um dr patricia obwale who's mm-hmm. in the uk mm-hmm. um the late caroline show me mm-hmm. and then uh fiona gomisiriza mm-hmm. and um claire kobusinji okay all right. So you felt the need to come back home. Yes. And lay down some roots. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also bring back all the good things that you had learned that you could apply here as well. To bring yes. them back home. All right. So when did you meet your wife? Because um, I chatted with her not too long ago. And she's also written an amazing book, which is kind of how we got talking of Boarding Blues. And uh, yeah, clearly you do a lot of things together. When did you meet? So I met my wife first in, I think, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to this uh, Bible study. Interestingly, <laughs> someone else, uh, you may know her, um, I mean, had invited me to that Bible study. Okay. At uh, All Saints. It's uh, run by the Navigators. Mm-hmm. Navigators is an international uh, ministry. Mm-hmm. And it's an awesome Bible study. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's called Growing in Discipleship Series. Okay. Yeah, so we met there. Uh, initially, I was actually interested in, <laughs> in the person who invited me there. Oh! <laughs> which was good that uh-huh. I think God uh, wanted to lead me to the right yes 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 um the person invites me Mm -hmm. and then i go and we join bible study Mm -hmm. with uh, uh, my wife but um, as my wife said actually it was not until about two years later that we actually started Mm -hmm. um dating okay you said you were noticing each other yes so we went that program (laughs) Um, together mm-hmm. what helped with it is that it's a program where you answer a lot of questions mm. um, you introspect a lot what kind of questions um, basically you read um, the Bible study guides you mm-hmm. in different aspects uh, becoming a disciple mm. um, it was assurances mm-hmm. in Christ um, and a lot of other topics uh, what what it encourages you to do is to read Bible verses and ask yourself certain questions, mm. and introspect, and then would come every Tuesday night uh, as the Bible study group and talk about those things. Okay. So it helped me 
see, okay, to understand the Bible in a different way. The Bible, but mm-hmm. also to understand my wife <laughs> before I actually <laughs> started Aren't you lucky? Her. Yes. So, in in a way, yeah. mm. uh, by the time we started dating, I already knew. It's a good way for you to get to know each other. Yes. Oh, wow. That's that's lovely. Because people are very open Mm -hmm. in that Bible study. Mm -hmm. So it helped. Okay. Okay. So tell me about the book. You you mentioned, you know, we went into lockdown and that really gave you time and focus to be able to, you know, to write this book. An easy guide to selling electronically. Come sell online. Why did you choose this particular subject? All right. First of all, because like, you can write about anything, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would like to thank the awesome team at Harvest Institute, mm-hmm. headed by Pastor Lawrence Senyonjo, mm-hmm. and also my um, my coach during that time, uh, Rebecca Rukidi. Okay. So these guys really helped us um, understand. Um, first of all, the value of having a book mm-hmm. out there, because mm-hmm. they say that. All of us have more than a book in us. Mm-hmm. We have a story to tell. Each and everyone has a story to tell. I mean, if you've been on this earth for even 10 years, you already have a story to tell. I agree 200%. <laughs> yes. So, Crystal, for you, I think you have like 40 books in you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me focus on hearing your stories. <laughs> then I'll get to it. Yeah, so, <laughs> but possibly, so yeah. You, you already... And the good thing is the Institute has a framework. The Harvest Institute School of Leadership has a framework with which to actually write a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do so well in English. I think my last English mark in S4 was a 2. Okay. So um, I didn't see myself as a writer. Mm-hmm. I saw myself more as, as an engineer. Mm-hmm. I like formulas. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Writing a book was not was a challenge, you right? Yeah. If you're writing a book with formulas. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're writing it only for for specific people then. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the framework is there. And also Apostle Moses kept saying we need to be uh, rivers, not reservoirs. Mm-hmm. And I think that quote may be also coming from John Maxwell. Because mm-hmm. John Maxwell say, um, um, was one of the foundational um, his books are mm-hmm. uh, one of the foundations of um, okay. the Harvest Institute School of Leadership. Yeah. Okay, so for someone who picks up your book, what can they expect in your words? All right, so um, I wrote this book uh, since I'd been doing online commerce for uh, by 2020. I'd been doing it for about 14 years. Mm-hmm. 15 years. Mm. So um, I wanted to impart the knowledge that I had gained from those 15 years of experience of doing online commerce. Mm -hmm. So from my book, I essentially want people to be able to um, understand things such as choosing the right sales channel, um, having the right team considerations Mm. for for your online business, Mm -hmm. setting up um, the online store, um, attracting customers, building trust with customers, mm-hmm. receiving your first order online, mm-hmm. fulfilling that order and other orders. That's where sometimes the breaks are. People are getting the orders, but then making sure they deliver timely is also tricky. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even setting expectations for your clients. Um, because there's some important. clients who want 
I mean, you need to spell it out clearly. There are clients who want um, their item within 30 minutes. Uh-huh. And then there are those who can wait one week. True, true. Yes. So let's say if it's within three to five days or within 24 hours, oh, that's okay. So you need to be clear. Now, if you go on Amazon, they even have different levels in mm-hmm. terms of if you're an Amazon Prime mm-hmm. uh, customer, then you'll get it maybe even same day delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but if you are not and you want free delivery, it could come in a week. Um, so in Uganda, I think one thing that we like things instantly. Yes. So at least let's give the Ugandan context. Jumia food mm-hmm. most likely will deliver within 30 minutes. Yes. Um, however, there are other Jumia items mm-hmm. which will come maybe in three to five days. Yes. If you go so. to the Jumia store, the Jumia mall, then yes. sometimes if you order through the Jumia mall from abroad, it will mm-hmm. even take three weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you need to set the expectations for your clients so that they're not frustrated mm-hmm. and um, maybe even... If they have a way of checking, tracking the progress, mm-hmm. it would help. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, and then keeping your customers coming back. That. Mm. That's so in the after, book, right? After sales service, yes. <laughs> okay, so book. for that tip, you need to get yourself the book, Come Sell Online. Where can we get your book? So, my book is at Aristoc mm-hmm. Bookshop. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, Arthur Katende for helping push <laughs> that there. <laughs> Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's also on Jumia. Okay. It's online on Jumia. Mm-hmm. It's also at Worship Harvest, Nalia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, I can be reached out mm-hmm. uh, too and I can have it delivered. All right. Yeah. How do we get in touch with you? You can get in touch with me on either 785 Again? 0785 uh, 083004 mm-hmm. or 077777871. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your expertise. I mean, one thing that we saw with the pandemic and the lockdown is so many people suddenly woke up and realized you have to have your business online in some way or another. Yes. Yes, to be able to weather whatever life is going to bring our way because now we don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) The whole world now knows that anything can happen and we have to just pivot. So, Arthur, it's a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you to Crystal. I send shout-outs to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Who is here with you? To my siblings. <laughs> Let me say that. I already named them. Yes, my <laughs> wife came here with me. Mm-hmm. My siblings, to mm-hmm. all my business partners, Philip Mbonye, Jonathan mm-hmm. Mugadu, Jafa Tonda. I can't name you all. <laughs> they are plenty. So, just, yeah. Well, thank you for coming and thank you for sharing. All right. Thank you to Crystal. It's been awesome. My pleasure. Groove Cafe.